Did you do any music? Obviously, there's an obvious music tie in here. Did you do any on this? <coughs> I don't do obvious. No, that's true. <clears throat> no, I did not. Ah. I did though. I did, and I'll tell you why. Because mm-hmm. it was the theme of my junior prom. Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare traveling, craft beer drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. I'm Dolan. Uh, man, we got a good music tie-in this week. I'm excited. And it's a brewery that we've done before, and it's a brewery in Chicago. Hmm. Uh, from Revolution Brewing, we have Ryeway to Heaven. Yes. Imagine that tie-in. Ha. Uh-huh. You, you think? Ryeway to Heaven. Right. Uh-huh. I did, I did a little bit of music on this one. Oh, okay. Yeah? Good. Uh, this is a, well, we're going to pour it here. So it says, Rye Way to Heaven, Rye Ale Aged in Rye Barrels. Yeah. Okay. 60% rye. Okay. The grain bill. That um, looks like syrup. Did you see that pour? Mm-hmm. Watch that. Oh my gosh. Did you smell it? Not yet. Oh my goodness. It looks pretty thick. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like syrup. It looks like mm-hmm. you're going to put it on pancakes. I'm just, I don't want this drip to drop, so I'm just going to grab it with my finger here. That's you okay. Mm. Like you would syrup. Yeah. Like you, you don't want to waste that. That's boozy. Mm. Yeah. Oaky. Barely. Very boozy. Do you smell it? Yes. Oh my gosh. I didn't know what to expect out oh, of this. I just got a chest hair. <laughs> just grew. It's mm. very thick. <laughs> Look at it. Mm-hmm. Thick double it's like, C. Yeah. It's like yeah. syrup. Uh, so Revolution Brewing, Brew Pub and Kitchen, uh, two different locations, one at 2323 North Milwaukee Avenue in Chicago, located in Logan Square, if you're familiar with Chicago. Open Sunday, uh, Sunday and Monday, noon to 10, closed Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, noon to 10, Friday, Saturday, noon to midnight. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Second location, uh, Brew Pub and Tap Room, 3340 North Kedzie Ave in Chicago. Uh, anytime I look at anything in Chicago, I want to see how close it is to Wrigley Sure, Field, yeah. Right? I have to. Uh, the first one is a 15-minute Uber ride for, to Wrigley. Uh, the other one, the one on Kedzie, is a 12-minute Uber ride. A little ride. closer. Closer, yeah. They couldn't walk there, I don't think, if you were going to a game, but you could certainly go there first. Okay. Especially if you didn't want to put up with the crowds down in Wrigleyville on yeah. game day. It gets a little, uh, it's a little, uh, a little rowdy down there. Yeah, maybe. The, the beer selection isn't this yeah. either. You're not getting this. I mean, if you want to drink old styles, you can. There's a lot of it. But, yeah. Or kinda. if you want to drink good beers before you go and then drink old styles, you can That's do this instead. More my jam. There you go. Uh, I just realized as we were talking, you were talking about Chicago. I'm like wearing a Wilco hat today on accident. Oh, so they're Chicago fans. So Was that on accident? Yeah. Oh. I just thought it was a good day for a dad hat. I like here it. Here it is. Like they're, uh, they were just here in Omaha. Or they're coming. They're coming. Yeah. They're coming to the first ever Falconwood whatever yeah. festival. I got VIP tickets. You know, Ooh. no big deal. <laughs> yeah, no, no big deal. deal. I really wanted to go for Silver Sun pickups, but... Yeah. That's the Friday night show. Yeah. The Friday night lineup. Ooh. 
Ooh, it looked good. So good. And is I this went the Saturday. one down in Bellevue? Is yeah. this the Bellevue one? Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. It, uh, yeah, it looks pretty good. All right. I'm gonna, before you talk, you need to take a drink of this because mm, okay. this, I don't think we've ever had it's, anything quite like this before. It is thick. It is. And it's not a stout at all. It's an ale. Yep. But it tastes it's, like a sweet barley wine to me. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. A little all bit. Right. Yeah. That's real good. That tastes mm. delicious. Mm. You can't drink a lot of that, though. What's, AB, what's ABV mm. on this? It's 15%. No, really. that's not true. I think so. Is this, is that, I mean, it burns like it. I think it's 15. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 15%. Well, it's a yeah. good thing we're splitting a can. Okay. Well, oh, I was thinking it was a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Shucks. That depends on how much more work we're going to get done. Yeah. Today. That explains the mouthfeel a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I like it so much. <laughs> <laughs> So, it's in the Deep Wood series. Does it say that on the can, maybe? I don't know. Deep Woods? Yeah. Okay. Because it's barrel-aged. Yep. So, they have 15 different barrel-aged beers in cans, as far as I could tell. Um, here's some of the other ones. Strawberry Jacket, which is this version. The same kind of beer, but it's got strawberries added. Oh. It's a little drier version. Um, blend of bourbon and rye whiskey. Uh, fresh strawberries added. That comes in at a 14.2%. Oof. Dark Mode, an Imperial Milk Stout, aged in bourbon barrels, debittered black malt. I don't know how you'd do that, but mm. they did. And Applewood smoked, not bacon, but malt. So some smokiness, really? some bourbon. I guess you're getting the milk stout flavor, so a little sweet. 13.8% on that one. Mm. And here's one uh, that you I wrote down on purpose for you. Mm-hmm. It's called Death's Tar. <laughs> and it's the barrel-aged imperial oatmeal stout oh. with English malts, flaked and malted oats. So that would be real creamy mouthfeel too, real mm. smooth. Uh, American oak, vanilla, coconut, and caramel or caramel candy mm. flavors. What you should pick up on that, 14.8. So luckily we got the strongest one that I could find. Um, but you know, those are some of the other in the series. Now they make a lot of other beers. Oh, their IPAs are off the charts. Good. Yeah. I mean, it's, and I think that's what we did last time. I believe so. Was the, yeah. yeah. So they also have, um, something I'd never seen before, which is you can reserve a keg. Mm. So I know like a cross train, I've seen people go in and buy mm-hmm. kegs, right? This one, you can just say, Hey, uh, in the future you make this beer. Uh, I would like one keg, please. Mm. Uh, freedom lemonade is one that you could do which is their Lemonade Session Sour. Oh. Probably pretty good in the hot Chicago yeah, summer. Absolutely. Um, one's called A Little Crazy. That's their Belgian-style pale ale. Oh. Eugene. I think we've talked about that or seen it maybe. I think that's so. That's their porter. And then they have one uh, that's a Chicago pale ale, which I that's a distinction I don't know about. Mm. Uh, it's called Fist City. Yep. So you have enough of those. I've had Fist City. Maybe you get into a Fist City fight. That's a great Loretta Ooh. Lynn song, by the mm-hmm. way. Uh, not the music tie-in you were probably talking about. Mm. Um, merchandise. You know, I'm into that stuff. Because oh, their cans and logos are awesome. Very cool stuff. Um, they do sell those. Pints, you know, glasses with their logos on them. They had tin signs. Um, they had a beer can dog toy. Nice. They sell bourbon barrel-aged maple syrup there. Mm. Um, they sell glassware candles. So like a pint glass, it's got it's a candle, a beer oh. flavor candle, which mm. looked kind of cool. Um, a bar mat, you know, for your your bar top, that was mm-hmm. branded twenty bucks. 
tap handles, 20 to 30 bucks. That okay. seems really cheap. It's really reasonable. Uh, and then they had a half liter Stein, so like Oktoberfest style, $7. That's really reasonable. Yeah, because those are usually pretty, hmm. pretty spendy. I'm going to be in Chicago here. By the time this airs, I will have already been in Chicago, mm. but... I will be there for a conference and meetings uh, here coming up, and I believe this is one of our stops. As we're yeah, gonna, you probably should make that happen. Mr. Ryan is going with, and he's never been there before. Mm, so really good even, burgers. Do they have good, bur- really been, good burgers? You have been there. Yeah, I've been there. Wow, I've never yep. been there either. Mm-hmm. This stuff is delicious. Mm. Yeah, it just makes you feel warm inside. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Revolution Brewing is the largest independently owned brewery in the state of Illinois. I did not know that. Yeah, Independently owned. Goose Island is exactly. not. Yeah. Uh, Chicago Reader Best of Chicago Awards, uh, Best Local Beer 2020 and 2021. So mm, as much as they've good. been around, they're still producing enough beers that they're Best of Chicago for the past mm, two years. That means they're not just making the same old recipes. Yep. Yep. Uh, best Local Brewery 2019, 2020, 2021. Also by the same Chicago Reader Best of Chicago hmm. Awards. Okay. Oh, that is what, well, outside of distribution. Okay. We have distribution here for you, too. Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York City, which I thought mm. was odd, just mm. New York City. New York City. And Wisconsin. Not here. Unfortunately, <laughs> no. I was listening for Nebraska. I didn't know. I'd, I'd even take Iowa at this yeah. point. So Sneak over the, the border. Yeah. I really like the, the brewery. I mean, you walk in, and it's like all kind of, you know, brewery field, it's all wooden and but they've but they've got each one of their can arts like as a painting up all around and all the paintings are kinda of fun to look at and That's cool. Once you finish and drink, you know, food and beer there, you can just walk down a little bit to Hopewell and have some more beer. Oh, and, yeah. oh that yeah. sounds like a good idea. That was a little a little buddy, wasn't it? A little it? buddy, yep. Yeah. yeah, we had a little buddy on the show before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool area. I really like it. That sounds fun. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I miss going to a brewery. And then going to another brewery. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that. <laughs> Walking, taking yeah. an Uber, maybe you get on a lime scooter. Yeah. Haven't done that. Go to another one, maybe. Uh, I did a little research on rye because this is you know heavily featured in this beer, right. and uh, I didn't know much about it other than it's spicy. That's what its connotation is. Yes. Gives it that sort of thing. Like, that's what rye whiskey, they always tout it as, you know, it's spicy. Why? I don't, it's just the makeup of the stuff. Oh. So I have a little bit of it here, information. So uh, it's a it's in the grass family. I think we all probably maybe realize that. Mm. Uh, usually it's used for what they call a cover crop or a foraging crop. So it's not something a lot of hmm. use for humans is, okay. is in here. Uh, it is a member of the wheat tribe in the grass family okay so it breaks down that way um closely related to wheat and barley which we see those with beer a lot um this one less so because it's kind of strong and overpowering and it's punchy and uh it doesn't exactly go with a lot of styles you kind of have to use you're looking at like a dark beer or something barrel aged like this uh to you really utilize it you're not seeing a whole lot of like rye you know pale ales sometimes you do sometimes um, they use it mostly for these things. Flour. Yes. Beer. Mm-hmm. Bread. Mm. Whiskey. Vodka. Animal food. Rye vodka. I don't know if I've ever had rye vodka. Uh, surprisingly, rye is the biggest um, 
consumed in Russia. Huh. So hmm. maybe you had some when you're. Oh, it's entirely possible. Over there. Yeah. It's, it was cultivated for the first time. So they, you know, found it growing wild. Uh, mostly they think it originated in Turkey area. And uh, 13,000 years ago, somebody was like, why don't I plant this on purpose? And that's what they started. Hmm. Most of it is grown in Europe. Central to Eastern Europe is where most of the rye comes from. Hmm. Um, the United States is the 12th biggest producer of rye. Canada is 11th and China is 5th. So they do grow it other places, but that's mostly in Europe is where it comes from. It has berries, which I thought was weird. It does. Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't know what you do with a rye berry. I've never heard of so a rye berry. The, the, like the birds just eat it maybe or I something? guess, or maybe it just seeds out. I don't know. Um, it's lower gluten than wheat. So that would be why it's sometimes used as like a oh, wheat replacement yeah, substitute. or substitute for things. Mm -hmm. um, and then this I've, I found there's a disease it gets, like a fungus. Oh. That's called ergot, E-R-G-O-T. Mm. And it attacks the grain. And if you eat the grain or drink the grain that has this in it, it has basically the same effects as LSD. Whoa. So you be <laughs> tripping balls. Whoa. Which I feel Yo, like man. I might be a little bit with this beer because it's huh. strong. <laughs> so I'm I'm actually surprised they haven't like marketed that. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. But. Maybe they have. I don't know. I guess maybe if you're looking for that. Sure. I wouldn't even know where to look. If you're I just guess, eating some but... pumpernickel bread and all yeah. of a sudden you're sitting on a giant cat <laughs> fighting a dinosaur. That's not great. No. Well, I mean, it depends on what you're doing. Right? Yeah, if I it's guess. a family event and you're bored out of your mind. Maybe it's fun. Maybe it is fun. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll have to get some. See if we can find anybody. If you got any ergot, send it our way. Sure. All right. So that's my rye. Rye. Information. So I could not help. Did you do any music? Obviously, there's an obvious music tie in here. Did you do any on this? <coughs> I don't do obvious. No, that's true. No, I did not. Ah. I did, though. I did. And I'll tell you why. Because mm -hmm. it was the theme of my junior prom. Did you have uh, tails on your tux? I did. Yes. I did. And I wore a uh, I wore a blue tie and cummerbund. My date was Lori Lynn. Okay. I remember her. She's a friend through all through. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah what color blue are we talking? Oh, it was powder blue. Okay. So we're, we're talking like 90s teal blue, like teal dumb and dumber blue. blue. Absolutely. Okay. Without a doubt. All right. Uh, so stairway to heaven. Oh. We actually built a stairway into the oh. gym. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. So the juniors had to build prom, right, for okay. the seniors. And this was what we chose. Well, a, a lot of my class and the class right under me was really involved in uh, the drama program. Sure. Uh, our, our instructor, our teacher, Mr. Tom McLaughlin, who works, uh, is, is still an instructor over in Iowa, no less. Uh, he has moved from a couple different schools. <clears throat> Obviously, I've been out of high school for a very long time. For, you know, a little bit. A couple years. A few more than Dolan. Not many, but a couple <laughs> it's close. More. It's yeah. real close. <laughs> uh, so he was, our, he was our teacher sponsor. 
And so we could use anything in the drama department that we wanted. And so we built an actual stairway and we had like ponds and water and koi fish and wow. blue. I mean, you name it. It was awesome. Did the stairway just go up? Yeah, it just went up and there was a platform and then you went back down. Okay. I yeah. was like, well, what do you do when you get to the top? <laughs> we're, we're, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so Stairway to Heaven. I did a little research on that. Okay. Released in 1971 by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Led okay. Zeppelin 4. Led Zeppelin 4 off their fourth studio album. And it says usually called Led Zeppelin 4. I don't think it had a name. I think it was just called Led Zeppelin. It was Led Zeppelin. Was yeah. the album title. Self-titled. Like yeah. the Metallica Black album. Sure. But we call it the way Black, cooler yeah. than that. Stairway to Heaven was voted the number th- was voted number three in 2000 by VH1 on a list of 100 greatest rock songs of all time. It's a long one. Yes, it is. You get your money's worth when you put that oh. on the touch tunes or the jukebox. Mm, I love back it. In my day, I love it. 2004 Rolling Stone magazine ranked Stairway to Heaven number 31 on its list of 500 greatest songs of all time. 500 of all time. It's number 31. <laughs> That's pretty good. Gets a lot of plays, it's radio play. Uh, you know, got a handful. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it was the most requested song on FM radio stations in the United States in the 1970s, despite never having been commercially commercially released as a single. Too long. They specifically did not want it released as a single. Problem with singles is, especially back then, they'd make radio edits, mm-hmm. right? So yes. they want it to be about three minutes to four mm-hmm. anything after that people are like Meh, change the channel yep so i'm assuming they wanted to protect this integrity of the song and they said nah you're not getting this one radio i guess so i don't we know. want everyone to listen the whole whatever seven minutes it is or i'll tell you i mean even even the doors you know jim and mm-hmm. ray manzarek sure and, yeah you know and, and robbie krieger cut down like my fire Right, to fit yeah. on the radio. Well, and that's why it was a hit. Right, man. It was like their biggest hit ever. Yeah. Led Zeppelin said, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. Uh, November 2007, uh, through download sales promoting Led Zeppelin's Mothership release, Stairway to Heaven reached number 37 on the UK singles chart again in 2007. So, so it came back. Came I back. remember that release, that box set thing. For, uh, for reference sake, my junior prom was 1991. Mm. That was my junior prom. 1991. Dolan, you were, you were, you were three. How old were you? In 1991? Yeah, how old were you? He was not. You were not born. He was negative negative six. Oh, see? Okay, my math escapes me. (sighs) How about this? How about this for you music nerds? How about this? Uh, Written in the key of A minor. Okay. I don't know what that means. What does that mean, Dolan? It just means it's in the key of A minor. Okay. (laughs) There's, you know, do 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 re re do re re do re mi do re mi fa sol la ti do oh yes yeah yeah sorry this 15 percenter is getting me yeah so it's like that but start your abcs at a so where it would normally start so a b c d e f g a that's the same as so a b c d e f g a do re mi fa sol la ti do right okay that's a scale okay yeah yeah so a minor would be a version of that scale, right? But then right. that three note mm-hmm. and the five note, you'd flatten, right? Or is it the three and the... 
Yeah. This is way too technical. Three and the six. Way too yeah, technical. Flatten those. So that's your A minor scale. Hmm. There you go. Right. <clears throat> a little music theory for you. I, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I, I don't, totally don't, I don't understand. Know. I have to look at it at a piece of paper usually, so yeah. doing it in my head to right understand. now. Here's some more for you. This is for uh, this is for uh, instrument nerds. Okay. Uh, the extended Jimmy Page guitar solo in the song's final selection was played for the recording on a 1959 Fender Telecaster given to him by Jeff Beck. Yeah. When he was with the Yardbirds. Yardbirds. Yeah. Hmm. So Jeff Beck used that guitar when he was with the Yardbirds, gave it to Jimmy Page, and that's what he used. A 59 Telecaster. I mean, the Yardbirds mm. had Jeff Beck, then they had Jimmy Page, mm-hmm. and then some dude named Eric Clapton. Mm. So they had some. Who was that players. last guy? I don't know if I've yeah. heard of him. <laughs> had some good guitar players in that band. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. The inaugural public performance of the song took place at Belfast Ulster Hall on the 5th of March, 1971. Bassist John Paul Jones recalls that the crowd was unimpressed. They were bored to tears, waiting to hear something that they knew. Play us something we know. Yeah. Mm. Play Dire Maker. Oh, it's a new song? I'm getting a beer. Mm. You ever heard of that yeah, one, Nolan? Yeah, beer songs. Uh, nope. Yeah. No. Yeah. Never been to a concert before. I do watch, yeah. <laughs> you go to the sites, whatever. Uh, what's the what's the lyrics.fm or whatever mm-hmm. it is that talks about concerts? Yeah. They tell you, like, okay, in like yesterday's concert. In the oh, morning, yeah, they give you the set list. You get the set list. You go to the bathroom. Like, mm, okay, where are they playing Mother? Okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom right there. Where are they playing Even Flow in the, huh. the bathroom right there? I don't That's know. cool. I, it out. Because I've heard it a thousand times, right? On the 20th anniversary of the original release of the song, it was announced via U.S. radio sources that the song has logged up to an estimated 2,874,000 radio plays. 2,874,000 times on the radio. For a song that was never released as a single. That seems like a lot, but then when you look at like Spotify... Mm-hmm. Right. Like every every well, I don't yeah. know Kanye yeah. song or whoever's got mm-hmm. like a billion plays. You're like, yeah. how does that happen? Yeah. Now it's a meme. It's like a meme to go to a local show and yell "Freebird" yeah. or "Stairway." Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that yeah. was something. Even when I was in bands, people yeah. would yell "Stairway," "Freebird." Yeah. That was a big one. So we learned a Skinner mm-hmm. song. Yeah. It wasn't free. It bird. wasn't free bird. No. <laughs> so we would play that when they would yell that. And we'd be like, this, oh yeah. Well, we're not playing that. We'll there play this go. other yeah. one. Uh-huh. And then they were just pissed about it. Yeah. But they're like, well, you got your Skinnered. You got your Skinnered fix. Yeah. So uh, you remember. Mm-hmm. Dolan does not because we lived through this. Mm-hmm. Any good song from that seventies and eighties, of sure. course, had accusations of being satanic. Oh yeah. Of course, right? Yeah. Well, it. They were all about wizards and warlocks and of shit. Course. And this one, this oh, band for sure. All kinds of crazy imagery. Well, and with Jimmy Led Page Zeppelin. was really into like Aleister Crowley and stuff. So there was some truth to those things. Maybe yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Here's where here's where it went, went off the rails a little bit. January 1982, a broadcast of the Trinity Broadcasting Network. Now I remember this because that was like the that was like the God Channel, the mm-hmm. Jesus Channel, yep. right? It was like Channel Three, I think maybe. Okay. Uh, when, on cable, the ones with the nun. No, well, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, but then you would also get like uh, the televangelists on uh-huh. that channel too. You'd also get things like this. It's called Praise the Lord, 
by Paul Crouch. Okay. And I remember Praise the Lord. I remember this show being on. Okay. Uh, not because we watched it. I just, yeah. it was one of the channels. And when you only had like 40-some yeah, channel, channels. Maybe, yeah, right? you, you know what's on. Yeah. Uh, this Paul Crouch uh, claimed that hidden messages were contained in many popular rock songs with a technique, through a technique called backmasking. Back yeah. Oh, are you familiar this, with yeah, this? Where they play it in reverse yeah. or whatever, and the Beatles allegedly mm-hmm. yeah. had one in there. The Paul uh, is dead, or yeah, yeah the Paul is dead. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Also, very famous from uh, Twin Peaks Fire Walk with Me. Oh too. yeah, another mm, great. That's true. Is you... the four mic table? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. But then you have people like Kanye who are doing it now, who are actually doing it <laughs> yeah, on purpose. They, yeah. yeah, a lot of artists will sneak it in on purpose just just because mm-hmm. so the alleged message which occurs during the middle section of the song if there's a bustle in your hedge grow don't be alarmed Ooh. now it's just right? a we spring all... clean for the make of course when played backwards it reportedly contained the satanic reference here's to my sweet satan the one whose little path would make me sad whose power is satan he'll give you he'll give you 666 there was a little tool shed where he made us suffer. Sad Satan. Well, that doesn't make any damn sense at all. I feel like most of those letters and what you just <laughs> said weren't even in the other. Keep in mind, when you actually go and listen to this in reverse, uh-huh. like yeah. the, the 666 part or whatever, it sounds like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be awesome. Okay, so there's recordings out there. If you go yeah. to... If you drop that in here... Like, we won't okay. get haunted, will we? You kind of, you kind of get some of it. Kind but of. it's the same. Okay, I, I'm gonna, I'm a skeptic about this because sure. it's, it's the same thing as like when you hear an audio. It's like right? audio matrixing, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and then, but then you put words in front of it, like so you can read it as you hear then the you audio. Hear yes. then you hear it. Mm-hmm. But before you had the words in front of you, you, you would never, never no yeah. idea. It yeah. just sounds like backwards talking, exactly, or, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the band itself ignored such claims. Uh, I yeah. believe their only comment was, "Our turntable is only playing one direction, and that's forward." <laughs> that's so true. That's what they said. Yeah. Uh, it, it <laughs> there was another uh, Eddie Kramer, who was the audio engineer, uh, said, "This is totally and utterly ridiculous. Why would they want to spend so much studio time doing something so dumb?" I was going to say, "There, I are well. I've read a lot of stuff about Zeppelin." And they were a big party band. Yeah. They aren't wasting time trying to figure this out to do recording. They no. want to get done with it so they can go chug beers and yeah. <laughs> h- hook up with chicks. Yes. And, you know, fish out of their hotel room windows. Mm-hmm. That's what they were into. <laughs> oh, let's be honest. Listen to some of their lyrics. If they wanted satanic lyrics, they just would have said it. I think Honestly, they just, they, yeah. it would just been in like wizards and shit like well, that. Well, that's what it was. Right? I mean, that's, that's what they liked. That's what they were into. Mm. Um... That's what I have for Stairway okay. to Heaven in my junior prom. Well, there was a music tie-in. You're right. Okay. But it's not the one that you did. Oh. There's mm. a better song. Because it's Ryeway. So I said, oh, that sounds more like highway mm. than stairway. Okay. <laughs> so okay. I went that way. Okay. July 27th, 1979. Last album before okay. Bon Scott died. Before he died. Choking on his puke. That's right. Car. 
It's tough. The album, Highway to Hell. Sixth album that they that they came out with, ACDC, right? We're talking. Mm-hmm. Yep. Producer Eddie Kramer. He worked on Led Zeppelin. Eddie Kramer right here. Yes, we just talked about him. Something so dumb. He worked on Jimi Hendrix. He worked with Kiss. Yeah, that's a strike against him. Um, but they didn't get along. Really? With the band. He oh. didn't like them. Well. So the band said, we need somebody else, man. We got to, what are we going to do? They looked to this guy. Also, I think from Australia, named Mutt Lang. We oh, talked about him before? We, we talked just a few episodes ago. Yes. Um, so they want him to come in and work with them on the, on the album. Yep. And that's what happened. So he had worked with Aerosmith and Ted Nugent previously, oh. which were big 70s rock bands. And Cat Scratch Fever, maybe? The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wango Tango. Oh. That's another Ted yep. Nugent song. He's yes. a terrible person and makes mm-hmm. bad music, but that's yeah, for another story. Yeah. Uh, recorded this album in North London, so they come from Australia. Okay. Go fly over to London. That, okay. Because that's what they're doing. Because they don't have studios in Sydney or... Well, that's where this guy came from. This okay. is where they're at. All right. And uh, took them three months to make the album, which yeah. is not long, in, especially today, nowadays. Uh, but previously, on their six other albums, the longest they ever spent was three weeks. Oh, wow. So they were probably like a we get it down live, sort of maybe a couple of overdubs and yep. let's do this thing. It's mm. done. Yeah. The album goes seven times platinum. So that's pretty good. It's um, a couple. Yeah. It's they a have couple. a different album cover in Australia versus the rest of the world because uh, the rest of the world was a little scared of what the Australian cover looked like. It was the first album of theirs to break into the U.S. Top 100. Oh, wow. So it was like their entryway into the pop culture of, of the world. Otherwise, they were just an Australian you know, rock band. It got to number 17. Um, it's their second highest selling album still to this day. Still to this day. So what's number one? You know this one. I should. I don't. It's Back in Black. Oh, uh, yeah. Which what is, was that, like early 80s, right? Right after Bon Scott died. Yeah, it was the first yeah. one with, with uh, Burton Johnson mm-hmm. singing. Mm-hmm. Um, the last song on, I think, on the album is called Night Prowler. Uh, it's a famous song. It was tied to this guy uh, that was around in the 80s called Richard Ramirez. Yes. The yes. Night Stalker. Night Stalker. Uh, one of the things he left behind at one of the crime scenes was an ACDC hat. Oh. He was a fan. Hmm. So just like Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. uh, in the 70s, well, the 80s come a-knocking, and one of your you know most famous fans is a devil-worshipping, for real, serial killer. Serial killer, killer right. Uh, they're going to put that on your tunes. Hmm. Um, so... He brought a lot of publicity to the band, which is probably why the album sold pretty good. And then after um, Bon Scott died and they took a little time off and then they came back, maybe that helped sell some more records because they were in the, you know, this this was on the don't listen to list. Mom and dad said so. Yes. Um, They were boycotting. They were burning records and stuff at the record store out in the parking lot or whatever. protests at concerts when they would actually tour around and uh they just became like a scary band at that point right like had that connotation of danger and evil and that's what rock music is supposed to be yeah so uh that's why i picked picked that one plus i like it more
Dolan, you will remember this. I know this song has this this song is relevant to me for a different reason. Uh, the old WWF, right now WWE, used this song in a promo. Do you remember this for one of their pay per views? For you're talking about Highway, Highway to Hell. To Hell? Uh huh. Uh huh. Do you remember this? This would have been in the thick of the Attitude Era, right in the middle of the Monday Night Wars. Mm. SummerSlam 1998. SummerSlam 98. Undertaker versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, And they okay. played the shit out of that song. Did they? Oh, mm. it was every is, is promo. This, no, it wasn't the one. This was, was this Biker under, Undertaker? <sighs> no, it would have been before. It's still it been, been before. like Dead Man still. Oh, yeah. okay. So like he, like yeah, it's like Stone Cold's Highway to mm. Hell. Like he's got to wrestle the Undertaker, the Dead Man, that type of thing. I heard the Undertaker talk the other day. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, "Do you have a Texas accent?" He does. What he the? Does. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't ready for that. I was not ready for that. Yeah. Jelly. I, I did like the biker. The uh, yeah. Uh, the what was the song I, that they used? I can't remember. But I I also can't even remember what what they called that. That Undertaker, it's like, yeah, I don't remember uh, either. Badass, I, I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, he, he was the American badass. The American badass. Uh, rolling, rolling, rolling. What <laughs> was that song? Biscuit, man. Lip biscuit. That's, that's, that's what it was. Yeah. And he would drive out on the motorcycle. He would and come out into the state, uh, into the arena with a yeah, motorcycle. A motorcycle. He would and drive around the ring, and yeah, yeah hmm. it's a whole. Eventually, whole he went deal. back to being the dead man. Yeah, which was that's where much he better. should when, be. When he died in the WrestleMania, it, it, it wasn't it. It was every like every time he lost or whatever. He only lost at one WrestleMania. He had like a streak one of twenty one wins straight, and then they dropped him to Brock Lesnar. Or was it every stupid. time he lost the belt or whatever, or buried? When every time he was buried, he came back as a new persona. Uh, maybe that's it. Maybe but that's that's it. what it was because there was like yeah. different Undertakers because he would die and come back. Yeah. That was his yeah. old gimmick. That was a shtick. Huh. Yeah, back in the day. I really, I was a Kane fan. I really enjoyed yeah. his brother Kane. Did you like Bald Kane or Mask Kane? I like Mask Kane. Mask Kane, not Mayor Kane, which he is now. Obviously, he's the mayor of some yeah, city in mayor Indiana. Mayor Kane. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. There you Didn't go. Know that. You want to go back? You want a little more history? <clears throat> Kane's sure. original shtick was uh, Isaac Yankum, <laughs> the crazed dentist. Oh, God. Isaac Yankum. And he would come out and, like he was going like, to pull your teeth or something. It was, That's it was terrifying, oh, actually. Yeah. I was That's... during like, the Doink the Clown days, which was a dark time. I don't even know what that wrestling. means, but it sounds bad. Doink the Clown? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, Doink. He, he, was, he was a clown, mm-hmm. like, but he wrestled. Yeah. Then they had a little person that was Dink. dressed up. Dink, the yeah. clown. Oh, boy. A little person that would come Doink out. Doink and Dink. Yeah. Yep. They were a tag team and <laughs> this little person and so big terrible. clown. And they were kind of awesome because he'd <laughs> get he up on top the of the other guy, wouldn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. I knew yeah. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. This yeah. was what? Late 90s? Early 2000s? This, this was like, no, this was like early 90s probably. It was it? I late I, 80s early 90s. It, I'm a little like it's a little foggy when it goes when I go back to when I was watching yeah. it on TV or whether or not I was watching it on VHS because I had like a lot of pay-per-views or whatever yeah. on VHS. Yep. From I like all the way back to like uh, WCW, like the Triple Ring Royal Rumble. Oh gosh, well, that know? was that was later too. That was later, okay. Yeah. But then I would watch like Marty Jannetty, and Ooh. and that was my introduction to Shawn Michaels, the Rockers, the Rockers, mm-hmm. and British Bulldog, mm-hmm. Bret Hart, and then I would watch all the way up to TV. But my TV was like more 
um, like Evolution, like Triple H, Ric Flair, mm-hmm. Randy Orton, Batista. After DX, after yeah, after yeah. DX. But I had a I had a whole series of DX, so I'd watch all that. That's the best. It yeah. was so good. Wow. Anyway, I was really into it. I, I got sucked down a rabbit hole recently of some wrestling uh, history, and so that that's why that's where I was. to hell. There we go. It's been more around the time of the Ultimate Warrior after okay. when Ultimate Warrior was wearing the belt versus Hulk Hogan and, and <laughs> mm. those guys. So. There you go. Never thought we'd go down a wrestling. Not today. I didn't think I'd be hearing about dink and doink. <laughs> that's for sure. You got anything else? No, I'm, that's it for me. Let's go to Untapped because I, we've done TripAdvisor on these guys before. And uh, it, quite honestly, it was very milk toast. So I thought I'd just skip it. It was okay. pretty. Everything was like, this place is awesome, which we already know it's awesome. Yeah, so, yeah you've been there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, untapped, 9,100 check-ins on this beer, Rye Way to Heaven. Mm. Where do you think we land? I'm going to go uh, 393. 4.29. 4.28. Wow. So close. So, <laughs> so close. close. I'm uh, not surprised, though. Where did uh, you say we got this beer again? Uh, this came to us courtesy of uh, Kyle Newsom was up in Chicago oh, and brought this back to us. A bearded wonder here in the yep. office on um, the technology team. Okay, cool. Yeah, he brought this in. Along with, there's a couple of other ones back there, too. I believe Death's Tar oh. is back there as well. I, did, I just didn't bring it up. So we may have mm. to have that off. Surprised mic. that wasn't the one you picked. Maybe. Yeah, we've done some Star Wars. I wanted to go back to my junior prom days. There you go. So And that delicious blue cummerbund. Mm. I think I have pictures <laughs> of that still. Oh, we, I'd like to see that in here. That'd be awesome. That could be a nice episode cover you know, picture. Mm-hmm. I'm actually really glad that this episode kind of went this way. went Stairway to Heaven, Highway to Hell. Because you always see those memes where mm-hmm. it's like stairway to heaven highway to hell yep right mm-hmm. yeah and it's usually the two guys like this is where we split mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it happens yeah it happens all right uh ooh, next week we've got a weird one for sure uh a super small batch brought to us by aaron daly from colorado but a city in colorado that we've never had before colorado springs they mm. make beer there they make a handful of beer there sweet yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna drink that one it's gonna be weird but i can't wait in the meantime we're not going anywhere for a while let's have another beer Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.